Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hi, this is George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the motivation, the inspiration, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. You lacking in confidence isn't helping anybody. If you are a business owner, and like many business owners, you are aware that you lack confidence, maybe in certain areas of your business, maybe you lack confidence in all areas of your business, maybe you lack confidence in yourself as an individual, then this episode is designed specifically to give you a rocket up your ass and to give you a bit of a shake up, hold you by the lapels and say, listen, you lacking in confidence isn't helping anybody. It's not helping you. It's not helping your customers. It's not helping your family. It's not helping the world at large. So why would I say that? Because subconsciously, unconsciously, there's a part of you that feels that actually your lack of confidence is helping you. Otherwise, why would we have a lack of confidence? I talk a lot about evolution. I talk about how, you know, not just our thumbs and our ears and our nose, not just those things evolved, but our brains evolved, our minds evolved, our consciousness evolved, but also how all of our emotions evolved, how we see the world, why we see the world the way we do, Why would we have fear, doubt? Why would we have uncertainty? Why would we distrust someone or trust someone? Why would we have joy, happiness, lust, desire? Why would we have disdain and distaste? Why would we have a lack of confidence? Why would that exist? How would that serve us? Well, evolutionary speaking, it's really simple. If you didn't have confidence in something, it was because you hadn't earned that confidence in yourself to do something, and therefore, to put confidence into taking action would be foolish, and ultimately, if you're not up to the task, you don't want to be doing the task, because in our evolutionary past, you would have perished. So our lacking confidence in something meant that we would be aware of our own limitations, our own abilities, and therefore, we could protect ourselves from taking action that fundamentally could have killed us back then. So, like everything in evolution... It either, A, didn't have any negative impact on us and therefore it kind of came along by accident or, more often than not, it had a specific positive purpose. In other words, it helped us. People that had that ability to lack confidence survived when those ancestors that didn't have the ability to lack confidence would have died. You and I, we both come up to a ditch Let's go back, you know, millions of years. This is long before we could communicate and talk and long before we could problem solve, long before, you know, we even had any kind of self-awareness. But we would walk up to this ditch and this ditch, eight feet across. I've grown up and I've jumped my whole life. I grew up in a place where there's lots of ditches and we had to jump ditches all the time. I've learned that I can jump comfortably eight, nine, maybe even 10 feet. You, however, maybe you evolved in the plains. You never had to cross ditches like this. And therefore, when we approach this ditch, we approach with very different perceptions. I see it as something that I can jump over. I have this absolute awareness that I can jump over it. 
I wouldn't be thinking in the same ways that we're thinking now. I wouldn't be problem solving. I wouldn't be thinking, okay, well, that ditch is about eight feet. I can remember doing 10 feet. So I should be able to comfortably do eight feet. It's a little bit boggy, a little bit muddy. So I can take that into consideration. There's a possibility I could slip on the way in. and You wouldn't be thinking like that, okay? This is going back to when we were very much more animalistic in our nature. In your unconscious, just like in your dog and in your cat and the birds and everyone else, there's a computer database that just stores information and cross-references all that vast amounts of data with the external world as you come across it. And based on that data and based on the algorithms, it will either give you the impulse, the chemistry set, the motivation to jump or to not jump. And in this set of circumstances with me, I would jump without really giving it too much thought. With you, however, you would go in, the algorithms would go in, cross-reference the data with what you're being presented with. You would not have that certainty that I had. And therefore, you'd be right to lack confidence in your ability to make that jump. And if you saw me make that jump, it would give you a little bit more confidence that it was possible to do. But you may well not attribute my ability to jump that gap with your ability to jump that gap because you've never done it before. So you'd be right to lack confidence. I would be right to have confidence. Now, once you've decided that the only way forward is to jump that chasm, to jump that gap, you don't want that lack of confidence anymore because that lack of confidence is what's trying to pull you back from taking action that's going to harm you. But once you've decided that the only way forward, that the right course of action is to leap this gap, now you don't want that lack of confidence because it's holding you back. It's more likely to make you not commit 100% of everything to jump in the gap. And if you've never jumped eight feet before, you don't know if you can jump eight feet, the last thing you want in your head, if you've decided that jumping eight feet is the only way forward or the right way forward, the last thought you want is, can I do this? I'm not going to do this and the doubts and everything else. You want 100% conviction to your cause if you're going to make this jump. Are you going to be right? Or are you not going to be right? Are you going to make it? Or are you not going to make it? Well, you won't actually know until you get to the other side or not get to the other side. If you don't make it to the other side, hopefully you'll live and you've learned now what your limitations are. And guess what? You see another ditch down the line, you're going to be very skeptical. You're going to lack even more confidence in yourself because now instead of having no data to reference what you're presented with, you now have data, hard data, that suggests to you that you cannot jump that far. But let's say, for example, you jumped six, seven feet across this ditch and hit the side of the wall and slid into it. Let's say, hopefully, you live to see another day. You're presented with a ditch a week later, two weeks later, a month later, a year later, whatever it is, and that ditch is like five or six feet. Your brain will now reference that you did six feet before. So you'll have a mixed emotion going on here because it'll be part of you that truly believes and knows that you can make the distance, but there's another part of you that remembers the pain, the suffering, and how close you came to dying, and therefore, you'll approach this with a mixed bag. A part of you will be like, I know I can do this, and a part of you is going to be thinking, ah, oh, but I could get really hurt here, and I know I could get hurt here. For me, every time I jump eight feet, I know I can jump eight feet, I become more and more confident. For you, the fact you failed might give you a degree of confidence in something smaller, but it will also give you a very clear idea of the risks involved. You know what could happen. This is the same, by the way, as if you've never jumped a ditch, but you saw me jump the ditch, I failed to get to the other side, broke my leg and died in the hole. 
that would also instill in you a degree of lacking confidence that you can make that jump. You've seen me fail. That goes into you. You learn from my experiences. And now that gives you a lack of confidence, regardless whether that's based on your real performance or not. So you can now see if that's our evolutionary past, now bring it forward to today's world. The reason so many people are lacking so much confidence is actually because instead of this being an unconscious thing that's happening and playing out without you or them being consciously involved in it, now we're consciously aware, we're consciously involved in it. So we've evolved to have this problem-solving mind. And the problem-solving mind is brilliant because it meant instead of us leaping across these ditches and some of us making it and some of us not, what it meant now is we could look at it, we could see, right, do I just jump across this and move forward or do I build a bridge? Or do I build some other way across this gorge, this chasm, this gap without having to risk my life? What's the least risky thing I can do right now? What's the most productive thing I could do? Maybe you're thinking beyond you, thinking, well, if I jump it, it doesn't really help anyone else. So if I build this bridge or this rope swing or whatever it is, that will solve it for other people as well. Maybe you're looking out for other people, some older people, weaker people, the people that maybe can't jump the ditch. This all became something that we were empowered to do much later in our evolution, gives us the ability to be incredible problem solvers. It's why we dominate the world's landscape like we do. It's why we have such an incredible life and an opportunity that we have right now, because we have this ability to think like that. However, also what came along for the ride was this self-questioning. Instead of it just being an impulse, go or don't go, that doubt, that uncertainty, that lacking confidence, instead of it being something that was a mechanism just for holding back the animal and protecting the animal or letting the animal go and take the action, now becomes something for us to ponder on, to problem solve on, something for us to dive into and have awareness of. So suddenly I'm having the awareness of the chemistry set. The chemistry set was just a little bit of doubt that said, you haven't done this before, you could get hurt here, let's hold back a bit. Now we're completely aware, we're completely conscious of those processes and we dive into those processes and analyze those processes, they magnify. And what happens is we learn from that. So if I start to ponder, dwell upon my lacking confidence in something like jumping the ditch, actually I'll create more data saying that I can't do that ditch, but also that information will get cross-referenced into other areas of my life. So the more I analyze it, the more... I have the opportunity and the ability to dispel it. I can sit there and say, ah, you know what? I didn't make it that time. The ground was a bit muddy. I was not limbered up. I wasn't warmed up. I had a belly full of food or I was low on blood sugars and it was this and that and the other. And give me a different set of circumstances. I think I probably could have made that jump. It gives us the ability for us to really sensibly assess our performance but instead of people sensibly assessing their performance, most of us just go straight into that place, which is, I'm no good at jumping. And not just I'm no good at jumping, potentially it could knock on into, I'm not very good at a lot of other things as well. It could be all physical things. It could be all things. It could be me as a human being. I'm not confident in myself to be a fully functioning human being. So we need to make sure that we use this incredible power that we have as self-aware human beings with great consciousness and problem solving. And we need to use that part of ourselves to empower ourselves to be higher performing individuals rather than using that to somehow infect us with even greater levels of lacking confidence, greater levels of doubt, greater levels of uncertainty in ourselves. So when we look at a situation where 
we go out and do something for the first time and we fail, we have an opportunity here to say either I'm no good at that and then write off any opportunity to do that again in the future or we look at it and say, well, it was my first time. I could be good at that. I can see where I wasn't as good as I could have been. I can see how I can improve upon that. And if I've been a rational human being, I was kind of kidding myself that I was going to be good at this first time around. And then you're empowered to go out and do it again. But what happens unconsciously and what happens consciously are two very different things often. Unconsciously, oh my God, that was terrible. I'm no good at that. I'll never do that again. Consciously, of course, I wasn't going to be very good. It's my first time. It doesn't mean anything. It's not the end of the world. I can fix this. I can get better. I can do this moving forward. We often don't get consciously involved in our own learning in that way. It's been calculated that between 95 and 99% of everything we think, feel and do is unconscious. Therefore, also 95 to 99% of everything we learn is also going in unconsciously. Who we are, what we're capable of achieving, what's right, what's wrong. 95 to 99% of that is going in unconsciously. We're not consciously filtering the information, the education. We're just trying to get through our life. We're still that caveman. We're still that ancestor. We're still that shrew, our ancestral shrews running around the shrubbery, trying to just get by, trying to just get to the next bit of safety. But we have this amazing capacity to be involved in our learning, involved in who we are, involved in what we take from any success or any failure. It doesn't have to be an automatic response. So if you're lacking confidence right now, the chances are it's only because you've unconsciously learned to lack confidence in yourself, either in one area of business or life or all of life or business as a whole. So I want you now to get really proactive in your own education about yourself. When you do something you're not very good at, is it because you're no good at it? Well, maybe, but is that the be all and end or is there another reason why you're no good at it? Well, I'm no good at it because I haven't done it in a long time. I'm no good at it because I haven't done X, Y, Z. I can't jump eight feet across a ditch because I haven't done any exercise for the last six years. I'm about four stone overweight. I smoke and blah, blah, blah. So of course I can't jump over that ditch. It doesn't mean anything about myself. If I want to jump over that ditch, all I need to do is lose some weight, get fitter, get healthier, come back. I can jump this this time next year. Now, you can decide whether or not you want to do all that to jump a ditch, but you understand one is empowered and one is disempowered. I can't jump ditches. I'm no good at jumping ditches or I'm no good at anything physical is massively disempowering. I could be good at jumping ditches. I could be good at something physical, but I understand why I'm not. And if I did this and this, I could be. Now I have a choice. I either become a ditch jumper or I don't become a ditch jumper, depending on how important it is for you to jump those ditches. Let's bring this to sales. I'm no good at sales. I hear this so many times in business. I'm no good at sales. Well, it may or may not be true. Nine times out of 10, it's not true. Nine times out of 10, you are actually okay at sales. You might be brilliant, but actually nine times out of 10, you're okay. Sometimes, I mean, a big 50-50 time, you're probably pretty good at selling, but you're making this big blanket statement because you're thinking about one particular thing, like maybe cold calling, or you're thinking about that cold interaction with a potential prospect, and you think, oh, I'm no good at sales, or you think about just closing or something. I'm no good at sales. And the moment you say I'm no good at sales, just like I'm no good at jumping ditches or I'm no good at anything physical, it means that your brain's going to hold you back from taking those risks, which means instead of actually going out there and getting good at sales and practicing or going to get some education or training about sales, what you end up doing is not doing sales. And then you're not doing sales, which means you can't grow your business. Your business then starts to fail or at the very least starts to max out. 
And now you're in that place where someone like me comes along and says, well, it's really, I can see what you need to do. Get, get off your ass. Stop doing X, Y, Z. Get on the phone or go out there networking. Go out and do sales and you are going to be more successful. I can see it from here a mile away. But you're just saying to yourself, but I'm no good at sales. So instead of taking my advice, you take no action at all. And the situation continues to move forward. Maybe you do listen. Maybe this time you think, you know what? He's right. I am no good at sales. I am no good at sales. But you know what? I do need to get good at sales. So you go out there and you do sales. But you're lacking massive confidence because you know you're no good at sales. So you take that lacking of confidence in sales into the sales meeting. So of course, the other person picks up on that. Your behaviors are very different when you go into something with loads of doubt and uncertainty or fear. So inevitably, you fluff the sale. And instead of coming out and saying, hmm, yes, why did I not do well at that sales? Uh, well, let me dissect this and analyze this for a moment. Let me debrief myself. Well, actually, I took in a load of lacking in confidence, a load of doubt. I took a load of uncertainty. I was a little bit scared, if I'm honest. I went in there and I babbled my words and I couldn't think coherently. And if I'm honest, a part of me was desperately just trying to get out of that as quickly as possible to get to this point here where I was safe again. Instead of doing that, you come out saying, oh my God, that's so painful. I hate sales. Sales is horrible. I'm no good at sales. And you've doubled down on your position and then you're even less likely to do sales again. So one of the hardest things in life is to go out there and fail, but fail in a way that empowers you to continually keep going back out there because evolution is working against you. Evolution is saying, right, if something didn't work once, let's not do that again. Because in the animal kingdom, in our evolutionary past, if I tried to jump that ditch and I fail the first time, but I do survive it, I may kill myself the second time or the third time. So I'm better off just not jumping ditches. But in today's world, there's so many things that we could get good at. There's so many things we can develop. There's so many things we could problem solve around if only we felt empowered enough to go out there and actually do it. So I want you to understand this. You lacking confidence is just an accident. It's an unfortunate byproduct of our evolutionary past that's presenting itself in your life today where you unconsciously learnt from when you were a child through to adolescence, through to being a young adult, through to your life right now, that you're not good at certain things or you're no good at a whole collection of things or you're just not good as a human being. You've learnt it unconsciously. You didn't consciously apply the learning the way we're talking about right now. And therefore now you carry this lack of confidence around with you. You take that lacking of confidence into everything you do. And if you go into a relationship lacking confidence, you're not going to have a great relationship. If you take a lack of confidence into your business, you're not going to be successful. If you take a lack of confidence into presenting or pitching or being on stage, you're never going to do a great job. So actually, your lacking in confidence is not serving you. It's not protecting you anymore. It's actually harming you. It's getting in the way of you going out there and becoming good at the things you need to become good at, to gain the confidence that you need in order to go out there and fight for what it is that you need to do in order to get the results that you want to get. That lacking confidence is holding you back and debilitating you. But more importantly, or as importantly, it's also having a negative impact on the people that you're trying to have a positive impact on. Your lack of confidence on stage means that the wonderful things that you're saying are not getting through to your audience because your audience is not going to have confidence in you because you haven't got confidence in yourself, evolutionary speaking. If you have no confidence in yourself to jump this ditch, why would I have confidence in you to jump this ditch on behalf of me? If that makes sense. It's not safe for me to trust you because you clearly don't trust yourself. 
So the audience is never going to listen to the amazing things you're trying to give them, you're trying to offer them, the opportunity that you'll present them with, because you don't have the confidence that you need in order for your audience to have the confidence that they need in you in order to get what it is that you're offering them. And this is the same in all areas of life. You want to make sure that you develop unquestionable confidence in yourself. That's not the same as mindless confidence. That's not the same as, you know, these X Factor singers that clearly can't sing, but they believe they're destined to be the next pop star. This is not delusional stuff here. Extreme confidence in yourself does not mean that you're not fallible. It doesn't mean you're going to win every time or be perfect at everything. It doesn't mean you're good at anything or everything. Confidence in yourself is just that extreme confidence in who you are as a human being. That what you're able to do, what you're able to achieve, regardless of whether you do it in this moment or not. Confidence in yourself to go out there and be good enough. Even if you end up not being good enough. Even if you end up not doing the job that you want to do or delivering the way you wanted to deliver. Me going on stage and being all doubtful about my content or being all doubtful and uncertain about my abilities in what it is that I'm teaching or what it is I'm trying to educate people on diminishes the opportunity for the audience to be able to have confidence in me and what I'm saying for them to go out and be able to apply that in their own life and therefore to get the results that I'm trying to give them. So it doesn't serve me to lack confidence and it certainly doesn't serve them for me to lack confidence. So I want you to have this supreme confidence in yourself whilst also being completely open and self-aware of your own limitations. Because I don't want you to have supreme confidence that you can jump a ditch that you clearly and evidently can't because you're going to kill yourself. So where does having that lack of confidence serve us, that doubt serve us? It's before we take action. But once we take the action, it no longer serves us. Once I'm on stage delivering the content, it no longer serves me to question the content. It no longer serves me to question my ability to educate people because I'm in it. I'm there. I'm doing it. The same as us jumping that ditch all those millions of years ago. I said to you then, way up before you jump the ditch, is this the right course of action? Is this what I should be doing? Is this the only way forward or is this the best way forward? Once you've weighed that up, once you've made the decision, get your head down, confidence or lacking in confidence is only going to hold you back or push you forward. If I give it everything I got and have total and utter confidence in myself, I've got a much better chance of clearing that ditch than if I take all that wavering, all that doubt, all that uncertainty and take that into the act of jumping that ditch. The last minute, I'm going to maybe put the brakes on, try and stop and end up going headfirst straight down the ditch and killing myself. Maybe instead of committing 100% to jumping this ditch, I end up holding back a little bit and only giving it 70 or 80%, again, sending me to the bottom of that ditch and my own death. When I'm on stage, question before I get on the stage, is this the right thing to do? Is it the right action? Is this going to serve me? Is this what I need to do? When you are delivering content, question the content. You can lack some confidence around that content because what's that going to do? That's going to get you to assess that content. It's going to make that content better. But once you've decided this is the content and this is the delivery mechanism and this is when I'm doing it, there's no need for any lack of confidence. It doesn't serve you in any way, shape or form. You can condition that out of yourself. You can condition yourself that you can have all the doubts in the world before you go out there and take action. But the moment you decide... And the moment you're in it and the moment you're taking the action, you no longer have any doubt, any uncertainty, because it's only going to hold you back. So for me, when I do big events, quite often I can be plagued 
with lacking confidence either in the content that I'm going to be sharing with them or lacking the confidence that I can deliver this or get the impact that I want. Sometimes when I'm creating content for the big events we run for our club, we've got all our members show up in one place and it's a whole day event and we're bringing this incredible content. I want this event to be amazing and I want this event to be a real kickstart to the year or kickstart to the second half of the year. We run these typically twice a year. And I want it to be amazing. I want to have the impact and I know the outcome I want to have and I know the journey I want to take them on, but I'm just, you know, is it going to work? Am I going to get that result? Is this going to hit the mark? It's great. It's okay to have that in that moment. It's like a comedian doubting his joke is funny before he goes on stage. That's fine, right? Before you commit to it, before you start, you know, getting on stage and delivering that joke, it's okay to question it. Because the questioning it will make it better. You'll look at it and say, right, you know, is it funny? I don't know if it's funny. But instead of saying, I'm not funny and not going and becoming a comedian, the comedian sits and says, I don't know if that's funny. Let me test it. Let me test it on an audience. Or let me see if I can rework it to make it funnier. And then when you end up with something, you think, you know what? That's the joke. Going on stage and not delivering that joke 100% of commitment 100% confidently is only going to land that joke flat. Even if it's the funniest fucking joke in the world, if you say it without confidence and certainty, you're going to kill the joke and it's going to fail. Equally, I've seen comedians deliver not that great jokes with supreme confidence and authority, and it still seems funny because of their commitment to that joke. Does this make sense? What can we learn from this? It's okay to lack confidence in certain things, right? I don't want to even necessarily think of it as lacking confidence in my content. It's more like I have doubt that this content is good enough right now. I have doubt that this joke is funny enough. I have doubt that this event is going to have this outcome. I have doubt that this Christmas gift that I've bought my partner is going to be good enough. It's okay to have those doubts. But then the moment you commit, the moment you say, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to deliver this joke. I'm going to give this present. I'm going to, at that moment, it doesn't serve you to carry that doubt. If I give this present that I've really questioned over and I've got, you know, I'm doubting whether it's the right present or it's going to hit the mark or, you know, I'm doubting I've done enough or maybe I'm doubting I've done too much, whatever, whatever, right? Once I decide that that's the present to give her, if I go out there with my lack of confidence and give her this present and go, here's your present. And I, she can see it all over my face and the angst and the anguish of my lack of confidence in what I'm doing. She opens it. It could be the greatest fucking gift in the world, but she's opening it, lacking confidence in it herself, which means that you're actually taking away her ability to actually have a great time with that present. Does this make sense? You're instilling the doubt in her. Now, I'm using this as different examples from different angles. Jump in a ditch, giving a Christmas present, going on a sales meeting, standing up on stage, going in front of a camera, doing a live on social media. Whatever it is that you're doing, it's okay to have the doubt before you do it. It's okay to have the doubt when you're planning it. It's okay to have the doubt when you're engaging all of that problem-solving part of who we've evolved to become. It's okay to have those doubts. But those doubts are not the same as lacking confidence in yourself. It's not the same as you're not being good enough. That doubt is saying, right, you know what? I have to look at it again. I have to look at it again. Can I make it better? Can I make it more impactful? Can I make it have the effect that I want it to have in a better way or in a bigger way? Once you make a decision to go, you go. Once you make a decision to jump that ditch, you want to jump that ditch 100%. Will you land on the other side? Hopefully. Will you always succeed? Of course you won't. Very little we do in today's world, however, is life and death like jumping that ditch. It's okay to fail. And when we fail, we go back and we learn and we 
apply ourselves to the learning. We don't just sit and say, oh my God, I'm no good at speaking on stage. Oh my God, I'm no good at giving Christmas presents. Oh my God, I'm no good at sales. Oh my God, I'm no good at jumping ditches. You don't do that. What you do is you say, right, in that set of circumstances, let's have a debrief. In that set of circumstances, why didn't we get the result that we wanted? There's reasons for that. And it's not because you're no good. It's not because you're shit. It's not because your content shit. It will be because of something, a part of something, a bit of something, a connection of different some things that come together that didn't quite work. Much will work. Much was right. Some of it wasn't right. The outcome wasn't what you wanted. How do I learn? How do I reapply? I can have the doubts again. Right. Okay. Next time. Should I be launching faster? Should I be jumping higher? Do I need more of a run up? Less of a run up? Different shoes? All that. Okay. All that doubt that comes from that lack of confidence is fine. Until you come to jump. And once you made a decision, you want to jump with everything you've got. It's good for you. It's good for everyone around you. It's good for your audience. It's good for your business. You will be more successful. And I promise you, you'll have a much better quality of life. Stop feeling like you lack confidence in something and start actually assessing what it is that you do know, what you don't know, what you're good at, what you're not so good at, and problem solve how you can get the best possible result. You can then doubt that for a while to make it better, to hone it, to polish it, to improve upon it. And then when you go for it, you commit 100%. Your lacking confidence isn't helping anybody. Thanks for listening. As always, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my content. To repay you, I am absolutely committed to giving you the best possible content I can through this podcast to help you, the small ambitious business owner, to continue on that journey of entrepreneurism and ultimately to create the life and create the success that you want to have. If you are a small ambitious business owner and you want to take yourself and your business to the next level, don't forget Bigger Brighter Boulder can help you do exactly that. Whether you are just launching your business, you want to make sure you're launching with your best foot forward, you want to make sure you've got the right business model in place, pricing in place, target market in place, the right mindset and attitude in place, then our success groups has a group specifically for you. If you are in business doing 20, 30, 40k, maybe even 50 or 60 60k and you want to build that business build it to 100k plus we've got groups with people in like that right now that would love to have you on their journey with them if you've already achieved 100k plus maybe up towards even half a million and you want to scale that business and take it to the next level again we've got groups with ambitious business owners just like that waiting for you we help business owners achieve the results that they want to achieve but that's launching a business with the right mindset, the right attitude, the right product, the right pricing, with the right business model in place, where that's building a business to 100K plus or scaling your business from 100K plus maybe to that first million or the very least to give you that quality of lifestyle that you always wanted to have. We've got groups waiting for you. We hold you accountable to doing what you need to do. We motivate you. We help you set your goals, your vision. We help you with sales. We help you with motivation, momentum. We help you collaboratively with ideas. We help to problem solve your business, problem solve the challenges that you're currently facing. Fundamentally, we keep you moving forward. And the only thing that stands between you and wherever it is you want to get to, no matter how big a goal or dream and ambition that you have, is solving a series of problems and taking a sequence of actions and steps that you need to do in order to achieve those outcomes. The difficulty is what are the steps you need to be taking now? What is it you do know? What is it you don't know? What is it you do need to know? What is it you can forget about? Fundamentally, how do you fast track yourself from where you are to your next level up? Let us help you on that journey. Go and check us out, biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. Also, if you're ready for a conversation, you want to talk to us about how we can specifically help you in your business, then please do reach out 
out to Tracy Miller, my partner in life and in business. And you can reach her at tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. She would love to hear from you. I'll drop those links into the descriptions of this episode, as well as some links to some other resources to help you on your onward travels. I will see you here next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 